Welcome to Change of Plans. I'm Andres Zuleta. On Change of Plans, we feature stories of resilience and reinvention, interviewing entrepreneurs and other creative individuals who have found fun and inspiring ways to adapt to sudden, unexpected challenges. My guest today is Beth DiBaggio of Loteria Hospitality in Austin, Texas. When South by Southwest was canceled and threatened to wipe out their catering business, La Pera, Beth and her partner, Rafael Rodriguez, found the key to keep going in a family taco recipe. Beth, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Of course, yeah. So obviously the last couple of months have been unexpected in so many different ways, but if you can remember, can you just take us back to what you were doing when things were a little more normal? Yeah. So Raphael and I started Loteria Group Hospitality in 2017, and we essentially were trying to create a really fun, vibrant, Latin-inspired hospitality brand with a few different branches, the first being La Pera. Um, we opened La Pera first in 2017 and really focused on specialty catering. So we didn't have a brick and mortar restaurant. And over the last three years, we built our company from just the two of us to a team of about 140 people. And then we had about 10 full-time people on our team, managers and event coordinators and, you know, our, all of our culinary team. And essentially February had been the busiest month that we had had on record as a company. And, you know, March 1st, we had about 27 events that were lined up for South by Southwest, which is a gigantic tech interactive film music festival that takes place in Austin downtown and just kind of takes over the city every year. Within a matter of days, 25 of the 27 events that we had booked for the, that four day weekend, which is one of our biggest of the year had canceled. Um, and then a few days later, they officially canceled South by Southwest. And so that was our entire March, basically. <laughs> um, within about a week, that was when Austin went into like a complete lockdown. And then three days later, we had to make the decision to start to furlough some of our people. I mean, we were down to, you can't meet in over 10 and our minimum for catering was 25 people. So basically we weren't allowed to operate. Um, that's where we ended up with El Camarón. Um, Raph and I kind of had to take a good look at the company and say, you know, do we just go, do we get a job somewhere, but really where, or do we do something fun and take the resources that we have and turn it into something that, you know, could bring something fun to people at a time that's a little bit scary. So, you know, so basically South by Southwest, which was a huge thing for you is canceled. And then uh, Austin goes into lockdown and you can't hold your normal catering events, but it sounds like, I mean, March was just kind of this, you know, one thing after another. And then of course you had to make the really difficult decision to furlough a lot of people. So mm. kind of in this really challenging time, how exactly did you and Rafa find the space to come up with a, a creative new idea like El Camarón? Um, well, you know, I think it was, 
a combination of really not having control of a whole lot of things at that point. And um, the tacos themselves are a really fun, nostalgic thing, I think, for uh, Raph especially. And for, I mean, as, as long as I've known him, I've been having the shrimp tacos. Yeah. So tell me more about the, so, so, you know, for, I mean, this is going to make people hungry, but um, for people who haven't seen the website and we'll include the link in the show notes, of course, but the, the first time one of my friends in Austin uh, sent me the website, I was just like, oh man, I really want those tacos. So tell me about, tell us about the tacos themselves. And then I'm really curious to hear the story as well. So um, they are a, Veracruzana style taco. And I'll tell you a little bit more about the story, but it, Rafa's family is from Guadalajara area in Jalisco, Mexico. And both of his parents are from um, a small town right outside of Guadalajara. And, and basically the taco dorado is a really traditional style of making a taco in Guadalajara. But his father had just this like vision of his own spin that he wanted in there. And normally you would do a big chunky shrimp inside and he just wanted it to be like uh, almost like a pate. So what we do is we mince up um, gulf shrimp with uh, red potato and garlic and oregano and and all of the the great spices (laughs) and we stuff it inside of these tacos and then it's almost like I you have to have one kind of to explain the texture but it gets like a fluffy texture with the potato and the shrimp we do them in a brisket and we do them in a veggie as well the shrimp is the original but the other two are, are excellent also um and and basically fresh we've we've served them fresh for our catering company but we did them in like the tiniest mini format for weddings past as an appetizer and and Raph had always wanted to turn this into a little spin-off someday so it's always this like a little weird idea that we thought maybe someday we'll open a little food truck or maybe we'll do you know we had mentioned it we had like talked about it but but never in a million years did I feel like we were in March going to be like, oh, let's just open a taco delivery service. <laughs> okay, so t- tell us about the um the actual delivery service itself so people can kind of envision yeah. what what you're offering. So we took his family's taco recipe um, that is just like a staple for birthdays and family gatherings. We took those and basically created a CPG product or a consumer packaged good product that was easy for people to take and bake and easy for us as we were navigating, um, you know, all of the new health and safety precautions that we need to take, the new changes that we're having to make at our own kitchen and just like customer demand. Right at first it was like lockdown. So we, we really didn't know what to expect. So we wanted it to be something that was easy to stock the fridge but also was something nostalgic for us that we, you know, kind of was comforting (laughs) at the time. Um, So our tacos come in six packs frozen and we sell them by the dozen. So you can mix and match and get a six pack of brisket and, or a six pack of the shrimp or, or, um, and then add on some of our kind of seasonal sides. We have a couple of really fun cupcakes and uh, just some 
some mar lots of margarita mixes to choose from as well. This is either going to make people happy or sad, but do you deliver them outside of Austin or is this just within Austin? This is just within Austin for right now. Um, we're, we are exploring this summer getting the tacos into grocery stores. Um, we've definitely gotten lots of requests. We were featured in a, a pretty large article a couple of weeks ago and had people from Colorado asking us if we'd ship them tacos and California and we're like, oh man, I don't know if we're ready for that yet. But it would be, I, I think, so special for to see them in a grocery store one day. <laughs> so we might start locally and see how shipping goes. So take me back to the moment where one of you, either you or Rafa, thought, let's actually do this. What was that moment like? I mean, we both always thought it would just be real fun if we did it. But I think it, it was literally a sink or swim moment. Like, we've got to do something and pivot right now, pretty much, if we're going to even attempt to you know, you got to just keep the boat moving, you know, kind of thing. And, and for me, I, I honestly like couldn't sleep. I, I took a shower in the morning one day and I remember getting it out of the shower and saying, Raph, we have to do the shrimp tacos. Like, can we freeze those? <laughs> Could we do take and bake tacos? That would be fun. It would be like taco night. And then we just started to talk about it over the next day or two. And, and one night we just stayed up all night and created a website. And that was kind of the first oh. step was calling one of the girls that has helped us do a lot of our branding. And she's helped me put together a really fun brand. And, and Raph and I just, just kind of had to wing it and put together an ordering system and some systems that would work for us to deliver. And, we had just purchased a catering van about a week or two before all of this went down. So we were kind of in a good spot to just like go for it. And if it worked, then great. And it started to kind of take off a little bit. And, and so now it's definitely kept our business afloat for the past two months. <laughs> in retrospect, it sounds like a brilliant idea. and. People have been really happy with it. And the branding looks great, by the way. But you had a day or two where you were kind of toying around with the idea, but not quite sure about moving forward. So what was some of that kind of resistance that, that you were kind of experiencing then? I think it just comes with uncertainty of like, I mean, can we operate? <laughs> you know, that, that was one question. Are we allowed to operate? Because that was a little bit unclear at first. A, it's a little unsettling as a business owner to not know how to be able to make an informed decision. And I think that was a bit of it. Secondly, I mean, we incurred some pretty gigantic losses in March and honestly needed to look at the numbers and say, okay, where are we at? You know, after we finish, we kept our team on as long as we could, but after we finished paying these couple of payrolls, where are we, you know, can we, can we keep this open? Should we keep it? You know, and, and thankfully we were in a good spot. Um, and we're just trying to innovate and continue to further innovate. Now, now we've done a ton of virtual events with El Camarón and done some Lotteria nights. And 
you know, do company happy hours or anniversary dinners. We've done some virtual ones where we've delivered food to people. So we're, we're trying to innovate catering and the tacos have just kind of become a new facet of what we do that people are starting to order for catering as well now. So I think that keeping the ball rolling has really helped, helped keep us positive. And I don't know how I could see like completely stopping and then coming back two months later and trying to reopen. I think that would be hard. Absolutely. I read kind of related to this on a, I think it was in Texas Monthly, the the taco editor um, had, there was an article about how tacos are basically pandemic proof. <laughs> so it's, uh, you stumbled upon a great, you know, idea for this. You know, it's wild. We, we got destroyed on Cinco de Mayo. We received something like 570 phone calls in a 10 hour period. People were like ravenous for the tacos. They, and it, we, it, it shut our ordering system down. It was insane. We, I've never, and it, we received more calls in one day than we had in the previous two months combined. And how did you, I mean, how did you get the word out? Because it sounds like there was a need for this and Austin is really well known for tacos. So it's interesting that all of those people craving tacos found you. There weren't a lot of businesses that were open, to be honest, right at first. Many people decided to stay closed completely. And we were in the position already that essentially our kitchen as a catering company operates like a ghost restaurant in that like, we have a huge, beautiful commercial kitchen, but it's in like a warehouse park, Mm -hmm. you know, um, as most kitchens are. So we were able to just continue doing what we always do and, and deliver where many brick and mortar restaurants weren't able to so quickly pivot into that model by Cinco de Mayo. I just feel like that was when everybody decided that that was the day they were going to pretend like this was not happening anymore. (laughs) It's interesting to see how people have reacted through all of this. You know, while you were embarking on this kind of pivot, basically, you know, kind of different, business model than you were used to with La Pera. How did you and Rafa measure success, you know, with the new endeavor? It's hard to measure based off of what our sales were before, because truly we're, if you want to compare, we're only operating at about 10 to 20% of what we were formerly operating at with events in full swing. Um, But without having any as as much overhead or as big of a team this was able to cover like some of the base costs of the business and so i think for us right away we were really happy with people's responses um that's always number one is just they are addictive tacos they're so crunchy and if you like spicy they're just like they're very you, you have to you stop. like can't stop eating them. So people's reaction to them is like always really positive and that's that's just rewarding in itself. That's why we're in this truly is because we just you know love nourishing people and <laughs> and that um that's what makes us happy. I love it. I mean that's all so much fun and it's such a positive story. 
So one of the things that you mentioned, which I really liked, was that you kind of just kept on moving and you felt like it would have been harder to kind of stop and then restart. But what advice would you give to other, not just caterers, but people in the hospitality industry and just business owners in general? What advice would you give to people, you know, who are just looking for inspiration right now? Totally. I've had my moments, but I think if we would have really taken a break, it really might've been hard to, to keep the ball rolling. If I had stopped believing that our company could keep going or that I could keep going. Um, and there were moments where I'm sure my, our team knew that I was scared, but it, I think if I had like just stopped with no explanation and not tried, it would have been really hard to gain their respect back in the same way and have them believe that our company was, you know, going to make it and going to pull through this. And now we've got most of them coming back full, a couple coming back full-time and a few coming back part-time in the next couple of weeks. So that's great. Yeah. It's, it's exciting where we've taken the time to kind of give catering a, a makeover and adjust our menus to what they are going to have to be for the future when we do start to operate a bit. Um, and we've got, we've actually started to receive plenty of inquiries for really small, tiny catered events and tasting. So we're starting to see that come back. And I think it's been a good reset as wild as it's been. Um, for us and for our team and kind of put some things into perspective. Well, I love your story. I'm disappointed that I can't sample those tacos yet. Someday. But <laughs> <laughs> so how can our listeners in other parts of the States and other countries uh, support what you're doing? Um, so in the next couple of weeks, we've got a few exciting things that are rolling out. Um, our catering company and El Camarón will be kind of operating locally, but we'll start to have a few fun retail items over the summer that can be shipped within the United States. Um, we're also, we are also going to be participating in a few different workshops over the summer that'll be live for our kind of followers and community. So we'd love to... So virtual workshops? Yeah, we have another little brand um, called La Dama, which is a grazing board company. And we've been doing some fun build your own cheese board um, workshops and, and taco nights and margarita demos. And so just kind of following along, leaving a review is always um, extremely helpful and just kind of supporting, supporting from afar that way, spreading the word to your friends in Austin. You can always send tacos <laughs> as a gift. But, that is a nice gift idea. Yeah. Well, Beth, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. Thank you. Check the show notes to learn more about Beth and Rafa and the great work they're doing at El Camarón and La Pera. If this episode inspired you, please share it with a friend and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more, visit changeofplanspodcast.com. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in.